Ready? Yeah. Go. (laughs) It has been a month since we last met to record, and I'm excited that we're back. We've obviously had content coming during the time that we've been apart, but it sure is nice to be back and doing this again. Before we get into today's game, we have, it seems like, up front, a bunch of things that we have to go over. First of all, I've been post-recording our Battle Bard spot, but I want to go ahead and throw that in here now. As we mentioned a couple previous episodes, we are official podcasting partners of Battle Bards. As a result of that, uh, if you sign up for a Prime subscription through them to get access to their streaming sounds, and these sounds can be used to accentuate little things in your games to bring out details or set the mood through music, there's all sorts of great sound effects, both fantasy and science fiction, that are accessible. If you sign up for a Prime subscription through them, it'll give you streaming access to all these sounds that you can use during in-person games, uh, tools that you can use, all sorts of neat mix, uh, uh, mixers and soundboards and things that you can pre-program sound effects so that at certain points in your game you can just push a button and off they go. Uh, you can also mix and match these sounds with your personal library uh, to supplement any sounds that you might already have. So check out BattleBards.com and sign up for a Prime subscription. Also, if you sign up using our special code, STACK, you'll get 20% off and that'll help you out. It'll help us out too because if we get enough people to sign up, then we get more sound effects that we can use in our games. And the result is that we can have better sounding games. So check out BattleBards. It's... A really neat site, a lot of good stuff to offer. The second thing I want to talk about, and we can all jump in on this, is uh, we posted a poll on Twitter to ask our listeners for possible names that we could call people who listen to the show. Instead of listeners or people who listen to the show, <laughs> uh, we wanted to have a name. And so the three responses that we got were, number one, stackers, and that one is pretty much on the nose. It's a classic. You just take a part of the name and add errors to it, and you've got it. Uh, pretty straightforward. The second one I thought was kind of interesting. I hadn't thought of this before, but you know how in our intro, uh, Rob Irvin from Rob Irvin VoiceOver says, follow a band of intrepid adventurers. Well, uh, our, our list, one of our listeners submitted intrepid followers. So the intrepid followers of the Stack of Dice uh, podcast Uh, And maybe we could just shorten it to Intrepids. Uh, So, hello, Intrepids. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's another possibility. And the third one is Builders. This one was actually uh, from Rhiannon, our daughter. I was talking to her about what kind of name do you think would be neat to have for people who follow this podcast. She said, what about Builders? And I thought, well, hmm. First of all, you build a stack of dice. And second, we're building a story together, and so maybe uh, there's some possibility there. So we'll leave it up to our friends on Twitter. If you have a preference, just go ahead and uh, drop in and check out the poll that we will have set up and leave your vote. And we also have a voice in this, so if you have a preference, go ahead and click your vote there, and we'll take that into account. And we will close the poll on Friday the 31st of August. And so basically, whatever we get then, if we get five votes, we get five votes. (laughs) Uh, And we will just take the most popular one. If it's a tie, we'll just vote ourselves and figure it out that way. Yeah. But uh, we're we're happy to see that we're getting some engagement from our Twitter friends and now also on uh, Instagram. It's been fun to see that starting to grow. So we're having fun seeing, meeting some new folks, 
drop in, leave us messages, ask us questions. We'd love to hear from you. Another thing, don't forget we have an ongoing contest to give away a set of dice, a beautiful set of dice, metal dice from diceenvy.com. And boy, uh, we kind of wish we weren't playing the game. So for real, can I win? (laughs) So we could win too. Uh, We're going to hate to let go of that set. But beautiful set of dice, gold accents, and then a a blue enamel poured in, a beautiful alliance set of dice. In order to be eligible to win this gorgeous set of dice, you'll need to like the post. Uh, It's pinned to the top of our Twitter page. You'll need to retweet it. And while you're at it, just go ahead and tag three friends in that retweet. Those are the ways that you can ensure your entry into the contest. Uh, We're excited to give this away because um, we want to reward those who are listening to us. We want to let let you know just how much we appreciate your following the show. And we just thought it'd be a fun way to celebrate us getting close to our thousand download mark. And we're getting closer every, every day. They've been imbued with magic as well, correct? Like as if you had the correct words, it'll always be 20 <laughs> when you roll your 20-sided die, right? Oh, yeah, of when course. You, when you get them, you successfully build a stack, it opens a portal. Both, both of those <laughs> <Yeah>. things. <laughs> I'm going to put in the, uh, the legalese now. <laughs> Dice are not actually imbued with magic. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, we, we're excited by the number of retweets we've already gotten, but if you haven't already done it and you're a listener to the show, please go ahead and take a moment to drop into Twitter and do that. We'd love to have these dice on their way to you. If you're on Instagram, too, the uh, giveaways posted on Instagram as well. Excellent. At Stack of Dice. That's right. Check us out. We're putting more content there now. Uh, we started it last week, and we're starting to get some new fun stuff to throw in there, yeah. and we're trying to keep that nice and fresh for you. Okay. Now for our warm-up question. Oh, buddy. My favorite part of it. And I'm excited about this. (laughs) I'm excited about this because this is our first question that has come from a friend on Twitter. (gasps) So this is not my question. This is a question from Arrowhead. Finally a good question. (laughs) (laughs) Our friend Arrowhead asks, what is the story behind your character's name, Tira? (laughs) And this, this is, we've already covered this somewhat, yeah, but go ahead. It was a while back, Yeah, though. that's fine. Well, um, Tira, the name Tira just came from, it was, a, it was a variation on one of the suggestions in the player's handbook, I think, right? No, we actually looked up na- uh, Norse names. Uh, Are you? Names from Norway. Oh, okay. Because, well, was, because we didn't like any of the names. You didn't like any of the names. Oh, that it was. Well, I knew I didn't just, like, come up with it. Mm-hmm. It was just... We, we got it from a name list. Of, yeah, yeah. When we were creating my character, I relied heavily on <laughs> suggestions from established sources since I had no idea what I was doing. So that's where Tira came from. We just changed the spelling so it wouldn't look like Tyra. Um, but the Iron Stag is a little nod to MST3K episode Space Mutiny. Um, for those of you, for the Missies out there, you will, you should know what episode I'm talking about, and you should also know where the Iron Stag comes in. The hero of the show, uh, Dave Ryder, who's this giant beefhead uh, <laughs> bodybuilder doofus who runs around, and all throughout the show, the three uh, riffers there are constantly coming up with various superhero names for him and one of them had the had iron stag in there forget how what it was flint iron flint stag. iron stag yeah and we thought well hmm, that actually kind of works with uh with my character's background so we just kind of toss it in there as a little chuckle and i thought what was neat is 
that actually informed the creation of the great stag as a figure. Did it? It did. Uh, this is a little deep lore <laughs> for the world, but uh, I knew that, uh, I think in our conversations, Thane and I had determined that there was some kind of powerful entity that lived in the area where the game was going to start. And, uh, but we didn't know really what that was. Mm-hmm. And so when you picked Iron Stag, I thought, oh, that's perfect. And I think I had already created the logo for, uh, on our wiki where, where we did the, the shield of Arden, where it's a blue shield with the white stag's head on it. And I thought, this is, it's all coming together. <laughs> the stars are aligning. Yeah, so it all, uh, it all fits. And I just thought, this is too good. Yeah. Too good. Perfect. How about you, Michael? So my name, Womberbash Benson Mom, is created from two separate sources. The first one, Womberbash, uh, there's a Christmas movie that my family and I like called Jingle All the Way. And in there, Arnold Schwarzenegger is fighting with uh, Sinbad in a diner, and they're fighting over a radio station um, uh, contest. And uh, the guy behind the counter says, hey, you two, the radio station's just two blocks over on Wabasha. So Wabasha turned into Womberbash for my first name. <laughs> And then the second uh, name, uh, the last name, uh, Benson Mom, comes from another movie that I like, uh, which is called Murder by Death. And Alec Guinness, yes, the same Mm -hmm. Alec Guinness that played Obi-Wan Kenobi is in the movie, and he is a butler. And his name in it is James Sir Benson Mom. And the movie is silly. If you like Monty Python, if you like Airplane, it's, you know, it's, it's a movie somewhat along those lines. I recommend you watch the movie Murder by Death. It's got Peter Folk. It's got Maggie Smith. It's got Alec Guinness. But oh, anyway, in, in there, um, you know, it's, it's his name is James Sir Benson Mum. So that's where I get Benson Mum. So that's, uh, <laughs> those are the sources of my name. Now, I, I do have to ask this. Was the was the Wabasha to Wamberbash thing just something that you made up on the spot? Pretty on the much? spot, yeah, yeah. It, what did did you think of it while you were watching the movie, or was it just we no, sat down and you needed a name? When, when we were sitting down recording the making of my character, it just the the Wamber Wambasha Wamberbash came up as the first one, and then okay. I immediately thought of the butler's <laughs> last name of Vincent Mom. So, and it was a unique wow. name, you know what yeah, I mean? It's weird. I'll okay. say <laughs> it was definitely unique. And Thane, how about Peter Greyhawk? All right, this is a long-winded and very in-depth story. Basically, I wanted Peter to be just like, I wanted Peter to be like this uh, this average Joe Temple boy, and he's human, and so just kind of came up with a generic fantasy human named Peter, and then just some fantasy like Greyhawk or something. Well, I'm sure old-time D&D players are going to be quick to look at the Greyhawk campaign setting from from the 80s and 90s but I know that's not where you got it from yeah I only thought of the fact that oh wait there's a Greyhawk campaign setting after I made the name (laughs) so I was like okay yeah but really there was no motivation behind it you didn't base them on anything the names were just names that you like the sound of together yeah pretty much and I think it's come to feel all these names have actually come to feel more natural I'll tell you I nearly burst laughing when you first said, my name is Wamberbash Benson. <laughs> and I remember your wife was sitting on the couch and she was just beside herself laughing too. Yeah, we, we didn't know what to, we don't know what to expect anytime Michael sits down to play. <laughs> I could pass gas right now. <laughs> <laughs> See? Case and point. Yeah, no kidding. Follow a band of intrepid friends as they seek to understand the world changing around them 
and as they work together to face a growing evil. Enter a world of adventure and mystery in Bardalon. Previously on Stack of Dice, Tira, Bash, and Peter encountered interesting people in the city of Flynnmore as they made their way to the library. Once inside the library, they asked for information about the Jewels of Edelin, only to find that someone had beaten them to the musty scroll containing the tale. They mounted an initially fruitless search, digging through shelves of scrolls. Then, on a whim, Bash wandered to another aisle and found the scroll laid out on a dwarven reading table. Someone had been taking incomprehensible notes in the margins. Peter was able to read the scroll, and they found it was an old poem that named several cities, and these, they learned, were called the Jewels of Edelin. Peter quickly copied the contents of the scroll onto the back of their map. The party had just determined to go through Rebeck's baggage, which they had been carrying around the city, hoping to give it back to the troubadour when they find him again. Bash also dearly wants to hold on to several books he was able to find. What will happen next? Where will our friends decide to go next? Find out now as we continue our story. Who's ready to tell a story? Me. Me. What? Sorry, me. So you are in the library. You have two chests. And I haven't really described these, but they're, they're large-ish. I guess one is more cubic, more even on all the dimensions. And then the other one is a little bit longer and bulkier. Tira, you basically appropriated the idea from Peter or from Thane, who gave it to you. Yeah. Uh, so why don't you take your pick here? Um, I'm thinking the irregular shaped one would be have the clothes in it, right? Or no. I'll start with the cube shaped one. I'll start with the big boxy one. As you go to where the latches are, you find that they are locked with a little luggage style lock. No problem is too big for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Good thinking. I was just looking. I have Smith's tools. I'm looking for all these fancy things that I've got. Uh, As she misses and like hits the box and just smashes just, the thing right <laughs> open. Yeah. Delicacy is not really my strong point here. Um, I can't get this stupid thing open. <laughs> <laughs> just crash it. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, I have a mace. I have leatherworking. No, leatherworking tools aren't going to help me get into a lock. I, I have a dagger. I might be able to pry off. Yeah, maybe kind the of pick in the thing over there. Yeah, I mean, great axe, light hammer, javelin. I can do stick my javelin in the lock. Uh-huh. Leverage <laughs> the proper leverage. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys have anything that can help me get this lock open? Here's my dagger. It's my dagger. Bash hands you his dagger. I guess I'm trying... It's like a padlock? Not a padlock. Uh, You know how sometimes latches have the little locks built into them? Maybe on old briefcases or something? Uh, yeah. You have the latch... Oh, so like like where a key would go? Yes. Okay. So I guess I'm going to wriggle the dagger around in there and see if anything there, There's enough of a gap between where the where the chest joins together that you can... I can just try and you can like set a crowbar almost? Yeah. Okay. Why don't you give me a strength check? You're going to wedge that dagger down in there as far as you can get it and then just kind of pull... Strength. Eight. That's got my biggest modifier, too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? It's a three. A natural 30. But a natural 30. 
three plus four. I guess you're not used to handling this fine of a weapon. This is delicate, yeah. <laughs> I should take my axe out and slash it the thing. It keeps slipping through your fingers. <laughs> How do you hold this thing? Can I have my dagger back, Yeah, please? take this yeah. useless thing. Yeah, I, I can give it a go. That's all right, Wombrubesh. Yeah, why don't you guys Here's my try dagger. to do this? Right. I, I clearly don't have the <laughs> precision you. for this kind of thing. All right, I'm going to basically try what Tira did with Peter, with uh, Wombrubesh's dagger. That is a 13. You hear some cracking as the chest begins to separate, but it's just not enough. Here, Robert you, Bash, you want me to try it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tries. Thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> the DC was going to be fifteen, but uh, I'll say that Peter managed to wedge I'll it open enough. I'll loosen up for you. Loosen <laughs> <laughs> up to thirteen. Yeah. There's a splintering sound, and basically, the the chest is now destroyed. Oh, whoops. Uh, so <laughs> it, it, it will close, but it won't latch anymore. So it, it basically... <laughs> Why are you guys looking at me? <laughs> what have we done? Bash! Destroy it! <laughs> this is all your fault. We'll say that the lid of the chest yeah. pops open okay. with a clang on... There better be something in here. <laughs> there are folded clothes. <gasps> Thank goodness. There's a bottle that has some kind of liquid in it. Mm. And there are several rolls of paper that are all bound up with various colored bits of ribbon and string. And okay. this this oh. was the lighter of the two chests. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to ruffle through here. i got to find me a shirt. Here's what I'll do is I'll... I'll I feel bad. We've already destroyed poor Rebecca's suitcase here. Uh, maybe I should... If I find anything in here that I can wear, I'll just replace the <laughs> replace it with the purple shirt. <laughs> Maybe you won't notice. I think we're terrible people. <laughs> Needs must. No, I'm just kidding. That's not what I say. Um, all right, so is there any less flouncy shirt in there? How are you going through his stuff? Are you being careful to keep it folded? Well, or are I you just... I'm like tossing it behind me as I go, but I mean, I'm just kind of rifling through quickly because okay. I want to get this done. And yeah, get all right, out of here. you. Dig through and you find a shirt that is much less. Is it not purple? Egregious. It's not purple. Mm-hmm. It's more of a mint green, but it's there. It doesn't have the the ruffles and frills on it and so forth. Mint green. I guess that's a little less conspicuous. <laughs> and it is a man's cut, so it's okay. a little slimmer. Okay. Like but it. it's got the length and should have the fit. All right. I guess this will do. Um, but where am I going to get? Are you going to change, change in the library? No. <laughs> so I was just going to say, go where behind am I the scroll go area. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, uh, stand around me and like, hold your arms out or something. No. Um, I guess I'd go find a place to change shirts and I'm going to come back and put the purple shirt in the box instead. All right. It takes you just a moment to uh, yeah. really do all that. You come back and what have, what have you two been doing in the meantime? I've been trying to find tape. To tape up the the uh, box. <laughs> tape Give the me box. glue. Yeah, because that's, that's what the guy who was in the force think of. Got his scotch tape. <laughs> I'm I'm just kind of. I've just been reading my book. Oh, uh, so one of my you, books. You said there were scrolls that had ribbons tied. Ribbon string. It, they're bound in a couple different ways, but each one has a little piece of something around it. I've just kind of picked one up and untied it, and I'm looking through it. Just what's in it. Man, we're nosy. <laughs> you open it up, and it is a scroll that looks new. It's not an old 
tale or anything like that. It's it's a new scroll, and actually, there's a label on the outside of each one on the piece of ribbon, and it looks like the writing on the label matches the writing on the inside, and all the all the writing seems to be to to match from scroll to scroll to scroll. So you're assuming, I guess, at this point, that this is all probably Rebeck's handwriting. But it looks like he's done some copying of things. Um, they all appear to be older stories. It seems to be a rather uninteresting story of a princess who tamed a dragon. And, you know, it, it's a story that's not familiar to you. And in fact, the description of the dragon as you scan through the lines is described as having a beard and almost like whiskers and a mustache. Uh, and there's a sketch of something that the author of this scroll mentions came from a text from the West. Hmm. Okay. And Tira, you're back. Yeah. You're... Folding up the purple shirt to tuck away underneath, yeah, underneath a couple of things. I can see you carefully laying it back, and as you are standing there, you hear... You hear humming, and somebody comes around the corner and stops cold. What are you doing? Is it Rebeck? As you turn around, you see Rebeck standing there. <laughs> his face has gone white, and then as, you, as he stands there and regards you, it begins to turn red. And you can see that building up from almost from his toes to his hair. You can see him just turning red as he realizes that the three of you are going through his belongings. What in the world? Tira Ironstag? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> this is not funny. <laughs> Why are you going through my things? A cleric of Vasham? <laughs> it was, it was Tyrion's idea. Was I would idea. have expected better from somebody who claims to worship a good goddess. I, I can't believe you. Rebecca, I'm sorry. We thought you weren't coming back. We've been. It's been hours. You ran. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you contributing anything. I'm reading my book. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> Trying to concentrate. I'm sorry. We, we've been carrying these around for hours. We thought, we had no idea what had happened to you. But that, that doesn't give you the right to go through my things. No, you're right. You're right. I I'm really getting... And this shirt, what is this? And he picks up the purple <laughs> shirt. <laughs> Ruffles, <laughs> really? <laughs> it's your shirt. What? <laughs> it's in your case. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I am going to try and pass it off. It's like, I mean, obviously Why don't you give me a deception check? Well, I, I, I don't expect it to work. I'm just saying, that's kind of the attitude I'm taking. No, what don't, am I? don't bother then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, You're just throwing it out there. What? I've never seen this garment, but it... That's irrelevant. I am... I am astounded. Me too. I can't believe you too. <laughs> <laughs> that you would have done something like this. Uh, and he begins shoving stuff down in, so he, he takes the scroll from you, and he glares at you as he winds it back up and puts the ribbon back around it, and he puts it all back in. And then he ca you see him cast... <laughs> uh, why don't... You give me... I'm standing there wearing his shirt. <laughs> he, I think he, at this point, he's so agitated he hasn't noticed. 
Can't that you're wearing ahead. a man's shirt Please. that resembles one that he used to own. <laughs> uh, you, why don't you give me a perception check? Usually you would have to initiate this to say, I'm looking for something, I'm looking for this. But go ahead, yeah. each of you roll me a perception check. Highest wins. 12. Natural 20. <laughs> I have a 22. Well, well, it doesn't not, matter. Not a natural got a 20. 20. It's not a natural 20. Okay. Wamberbash, I guess from your vantage point where you're sitting at the table pretending to pour through your book, <laughs> you glance up just in time to see Rebek's eyes travel down to the purple rod scroll that's on the table and a look of almost wistfulness pass over his face. And then he resumes his packing and he puts everything back in, closes the lid, and realizes it's not going to latch anymore. And so with as much dignity as he can muster, he puts his arms under it with one arm and with a, with a strength you would not have guessed lay in his wiry frame, he picks up the other one easily and then begins to walk back out of the library. Tira, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, tr- I'm trying to differentiate between me and Tira because I'm, I'm, I'm feeling terrible. I'm mortified. <laughs> but I'm thinking Tira would kind of feel bad to be like, ah, well, we didn't, we, we didn't really know that guy. And he left us carrying his junk for hours. And this time we're of that horrible shirt. And now, oh, well, he's taking a good thing. Now we're rid of his stuff and he can go. Maybe we should offer to buy him a new case. <sighs> he's gone. Just let him go. He's not gone. Oh, I thought he was walking away. He, he's walking away. He's, he's still oh. close enough that you could stop him if you wanted to. Ask him if you can buy him a new case. Because we kind of destroyed the other Rebec, one. Rebecca, stop. You see his back stiffen. And he, he does come to a stop. And he doesn't turn around. He just stands there. You're absolutely right. We had no right to go through your things, no matter how long you've been gone. And I feel terrible that your suitcase is now ruined. Can we... Can we go somewhere and either find a locksmith who can, re- who can replace the latch or buy you a new case? There's a long pause. And then a sigh. And then he turns slowly to face you and he says, To be quite honest, I think I might have been tempted to do the same if you had left me with your things. I think I know a place where we can go. How much room is in that suitcase? Which one? The open one? The, the, yeah, the big the one. It wasn't jammed, but it's comfortably full. Can I fit my three books in there? Well, then he's going to take off with them. I mean, once we get outside, I can take he's, my books back. He's worried about getting them out of the library. Oh, <laughs> okay. There would be room to put them in there, yes. Okay. Um, hey, I, I, you guys said I can't take my books, but I mean, like, I'm, I don't, I, I, I'll, I'll take them back, but I need them, like, for right now. Can I put my books in that, in that bag? Oh, a patron of the arts, says Rebeck. I see where you're going with this. Uh, yeah, there's some room in here. And he lifts the lid. And you arrange <laughs> your, your books in there, kind of nestle them down into the clothes. <clears throat> you see the, the... Shirts and pants kind of pillow around them. Hey, wait a second. Don't we have to take the scroll, too? Oh, no, we have our copy. Remember you... Oh, I'm sorry. He didn't look at the scroll because you hid it behind a bookshelf. That's right. That's right. So, what you saw him do was glance at the table where the scroll had been, Mm. and when he saw it wasn't there, he gave that look. Okay. I see. He, He closes the lid again over the top of the book's... And now he seems a little bit lighter in spirit. 
the the rage or whatever it was mm-hmm. seems to have passed. <laughs> Rebek goes into a rage. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and you all head out of the library. You're taking this in a direction I hadn't expected, and that's great. I love oh, it. Sorry. No, that's perfect. That's why I'm here. <laughs> you step out of the library and back into the bustle of the city. Your movement on the street. You see people. Hey, you arrived at Flynnmore's Gate. I'm gonna say around noon, 11 or noon, mm-hmm. and you've been in the city now for I'm gonna say close to an hour and a half, two hours. That's it. Really, that's about it. Oh man. Uh, so you've been occupied for about two hours. So it's about two or three in the afternoon, we'll say. Hmm. Uh, the weather has taken a turn for the worse. Again, this is springtime. Weather is very uncertain. You have. Up further to the north, you have Lake Tanismere, where a lot of weather patterns come off of that and then blow down, but then the mountains restrain the weather to the moors, which is why it's as soggy as it is. So you see more dark, ominous clouds to the north heading this way, and already you're feeling pelting rain coming down. Mm. So he says, oh, I think it was over this way, and he heads back to the south down along Temple Street back toward the marketplace where you met the dwarves, where you met Roland. 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 And then he heads a little bit to the east through the marketplace. You pass the golden fountain that's splashing. You make your way east through the marketplace and then down a street of narrow storefronts. They've got the leaded glass and the X's in the windows and everything. Very evocative of a medieval city. Mm Mm-hmm. And then he says, ah, I think this will do. And he, he ducks into a store. The sign hanging out front has long since faded, but you can still make out what looks like a, a box on it. Nothing fancy. But he steps in, and you're greeted by the smell of leather and wood and metal and all sorts of things. <sighs> and he shakes off a little bit of the rain that's fallen on him. This is a place that I found some years ago on my travels through here. He begins to look at the shelves, and he walks through, and the proprietor of the store comes up from the back and uh, rubs his hands together in front of him and says, uh, How may I help you? Um, we have a case here that the, the latch has been destroyed. Ah, I see. And he takes the case and sets it down and opens it up and sees the library books and the clothes mm-hmm. inside. <laughs> Uh, hmm. And he, he lifts it and raises and lowers the lid a few times to kind of test how badly it's broken. I think this one is beyond repair. Hmm. I think it would take more, it would cost more for me to fix it than it would for you just to buy a new one. All right. Well, Rebecca, why don't you uh, go with the man and I'm sure he can fit you up with a, a replacement. It was my idea to break into the case, so I'll pay for the box. <laughs> the the hey, is like, wait, what? I want, I want that. I, I want that, that leather, that leather bag right there. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> I want that because I have to hold my stuff. I have to hold my books. Ah. The leather bag you're pointing to is, I'm going to say, it's about the size of one of those old gunny sacks that you see, you know, kind of like a big old flower sack. Uh, it is made out of leather and the stitching up the sides looks to be very sturdy and Added bonus, it has a single strap on it, so you could wear it slung like over your shoulder. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of like a carrier bag, but mm-hmm, bigger mm-hmm. and more sack-like. 
the proprietor pauses with helping Rebeck to look through the case as you hear him say, and this model is called the Journeyman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he, oh, the sack, yes. Uh, and he lifts it up to you to let you try it on. I like this. I, I, can I have this? <laughs> it's a beautiful creamy brown leather, and it looks like it, it's going to cost a pretty penny. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it certainly would be useful to have a have a bag to carry your stuff in, but you should definitely find out how much it costs, Wombergash, when you, in a store, you have to exchange money for the things that you want. You can't just take them. But I want this bag. Well, find out how much it costs, and if you have that much, then you can buy it. But if you don't have that much, then you can't. How How much money do I have to give you for this bag? You pull the proprietor's attention away again as he's pointing to another one. The traveler. Uh, oh, without, um, I'm going to say five gold pieces. It, it was premium leather. Do you have five gold pieces? <laughs> I have I, five gold. I may have my hands full uh, just buying the new case for Rebeck. Wait, I've well, only got nine left. Well, since you're in the market for a case, um, maybe I'll knock some off of it for you buying a, a, a quality chest from me. Oh, wait, me. do you not have any money? I'll so make it three gold. Ooh. <laughs> That's a deep discount, right? You're no a hard, that's, a, that's a 50% discount, right? <laughs> you drive a hard bargain. I have these three gold gold, gold circle things. That would be all of your money, Bash. Do you want to spend all your money on this bag? Yes. I don't need money. <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. He takes mm-hmm. the bag and... <laughs> <laughs> so you have three gold? All right, and how, how are you going to... How are you going to do this? I'm just going to, like, pull out the three gold pieces and oh, hold perfect. in my hand. And he, he just scoops them up out of your hand and says, the bag is yours. This is mine. Okay, okay. This. Mm-hmm. Like I, need, I need to get my books and put my books in the bag. Where, where are the... They're sitting on the counter. Okay. All right. You now have a bag. Why don't you go ahead and add that to your inventory? That's and finally... That's the pencil I was looking for. <laughs> I was like, oh, my pencil. Oh, he's using it. Finally, the proprietor comes over and says, I think he settled on the journeyman. It's a very good choice. Compact, light, but sturdy. And that's going to be 12 gold pieces. I have nine. I have nine. Six and six? I guess so. I have two gold pieces left. I thought you only had three. Oh, is that what you thought? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you thought wrong. (laughs) You said I have these... I have these things. Who's the one who actually pieces. broke the case? <laughs> yeah, right. I think you should chip in here, man. <laughs> no, if, if you recall, I wasn't able to do a thing with it. Because <laughs> her her dwarven arms couldn't handle the dagger. Hey! Oh, okay, I thought you were going to say something else. I'm like, hey, I'm the strongest one here. I'm erasing the purple ruffled shirt off of my inventory. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> Forever. Expunged. Now I have the mint green <laughs> men's shirt. <laughs> That's an upgrade, right? Hey, where do I pee? <laughs> do I do? Is, can I, I'm just Not gonna here. Go, I'm just going to go outside. <laughs> oh, my word. No. Uh, no. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Wait. Sir, is there a public restroom in this store? Uh, what? Oh, they don't have those? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have plumbing and running water at the same time? Where would you go? You know what I mean. Who like, you where, make water? where would you go? Yeah, where can he go? Was it necessary? 
I mean, I'm assuming that even in medieval towns, they didn't just walk out in the street and pee on the road. Well, you'll <laughs> find the Jakes down the street. Thank you. <laughs> you guys don't have to humiliate me at every turn, you know. All right, don't don't leave me. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, I'm leaving you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would never leave Bash. All right, well, we have to figure out how we're going to pay for this bag well, or have this case for. Before I left, I gave you my two gold pieces. We could do five, right. five a piece, and then and then his two. Well. All right, I guess we're going to do that. Oh boy. Because I guess I, I'm not really in a position to argue with Rebecca and say, don't you want something cheaper? <laughs> because I broke his bag and I stole his stuff, which he hasn't noticed yet, so I guess I'm going to try and get off scot-free for the shirt thing. All right. With all the money changing hands, you, yeah. you managed to gather the 12 gold pieces necessary. The proprietor looks thrilled at this. And actually, as he's counting out the money, you can hear from the back room one of his children come out. Oh, grief. <laughs> and I won't go any further with that. <laughs> I won't go any further. Tiny Tim comes out with so his yeah. little crabs. Peace, <laughs> And his pregnant wife. And, yeah. and, his, and his 15 starving children. Yeah. <laughs> grief. Okay, so Rebeck looks equally thrilled with this beautiful new case, and it, it is truly a gorgeous case as luggage goes. Mm, and better he, be. he is happily putting all his clothes into the new one. Oh, and it says, ye Samsonite. <laughs> <laughs> this is the journeyman model. Louis Vuitton. Oh, wow. Gucci. Yeah. Oh. It's a coach bag. <laughs> Rebeck says, I am so terribly sorry to do this, but I have an engagement, and... I'd like to go ahead and go if I could. <laughs> uh, yes, please do. Until I, I, we meet again. He has not picked up his case yet, and so he takes your hand, and he leans over, and you can feel the warmth of his breath on the back of your hand. Ferris Tira. And I'm looking at the other two, just kind of like... Uh, no, you're just looking me. at Bash. <laughs> well, that's right. He's off doing his thing. But right, so I look over at Peter, just kind of... I am not looking. Peter? Yeah. And you can see perhaps a hint of skepticism in his eyes as he says that, but it passes quickly. Mm. And then he picks up his brand new case and heads out the door. All right. Is he gone now? He is gone now. Well, he better be happy. Hey, I'm back. I, I couldn't find that place, so I just peed in between those two buildings. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get out of here. <laughs> as you come back in, you, you almost bump into Rebecca as he's leaving, and you see him whistling as he leaves. All right, so you step out of the store? Yeah, let's go. Which way are you going to go? Well, okay, so are we basically done in Flemore? Do we figure we've we've Yes. figured out you, you what have figured the out what the jewels is. of Edelin were. Right. So What you don't know is what you want to, to do about it. Yeah. I think by now maybe we need to find a place to sit down, have a bite to eat and maybe look at the map that we have, maybe pour over that yeah, because Peter copied it down on the map. So maybe we can go find somewhere to sit down, read through the thing again, and try and come up with a plan of action. Right. So you're standing on the stoop, the, the front steps of the store, talking okay. about it. And Bash, as you're standing there, you're kind of drifting. Your attention is wandering as <laughs> they're figuring out what to do next. And you see Rebeck down the street. He, he headed further to the east into the what apparently looks like the poorer parts of the city. And he stops at a, an alleyway and you see him glance to the left, glance to the right. And then with his new case, he just goes into the alley. And after a moment, you see a figure from the opposite side of the street 
detach himself from the wall and head into the alley where Rebek just went in. Hey, do you guys remember when that old man went to thing? What's his name? Semenas. Yeah, yeah, Semenas. He went. He went in there, and remember those guys that went after him. I think somebody went after um, Rebek. Like in that, in that place over there, that alley down there. Uh, which do you think we should go well, after him? <clears throat> what exactly did you see, Bash? I mean, it could just be the two guys walked down the same alley. I don't know. It looked weird. Like when he when he went in there, he kind of looked around, and then he went in the alley, uh, and then he who oh Rebeck, um, and then this guy he sort of like came off the wall, like he was watching him, and then he's like went in there. He looked he didn't look right. He didn't look like a nice guy. I'm going to go check it out. I'm just going to kind of like peek into the alley and then just see. I think we should all go. We shouldn't separate. Yeah, yeah, no, if if we go, we're all going to go. The streets are not straight here. They're Mm -hmm. they're winding a little bit. Except for the street called straight. Yes, but that's a different place. (laughs) But it's a good 50 yards down. All right, so if we go down there, can I, would I be able to see down the alley a little ways farther than them without actually having to go in there? Mm -hmm. All right, let's go over there. I'll look and see if I see anything odd. But otherwise, I think, you know, we can move on. Let, let's go over there. Show me, show me where, where he it's went right, in. It's right, here. it's right, right here. Right, right so here. You make there. your way down, and looking down the alley, Tira, you can mm-hmm. see in the dim light there mm-hmm. that it's maybe 15 to 20 feet down, very narrow. Um, not narrow enough that he wasn't able to fit through with his case, but narrow. Literally. And then it seems to be a dead end. But do I see him in there? No. I don't see the, the bad guy either. Mm-hmm. Well, like, are you sure this is the way here. he came, Bash? There's yeah. nobody down here. Yeah, yeah, no, this is it. This is it. But there's nobody in there. In fact, it only goes a few feet in, and then it's just a wall. You're positive this is the alley that he came down? Yes. Well, like, if it doesn't look like it's that far, I'll just kind of take a few steps yeah. in and maybe, you know, kind of touch the walls on the other side and just make you step sure. step in, touch the walls. Nothing seems out of place. And at the end? Yeah, at the end. Now, as you get down toward the end, there again, there's that wet smell, and it's just city alley garbage trash. Is this trash. the uh, place where Wombrash came? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's suspiciously it's between those two buildings. Fresh it's, smelling here. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, so you uh, you go down and you notice that there is an arch in the wall to the left that wasn't really visible from back on the street. Oh. And so looking down, it's all the way at the end on the left wall. Okay. And so it wasn't. Immediately because visible, was, yeah. right? Oh well, there is an archway here. Looks like, and the, there goes. There's like a tunnel that goes. There's in there. a there's an iron gate door built into the wall here. It looks like it's sturdy. And it's closed. It's closed. And there's nothing about it that that suggests it was recently handled at all. Right. Like the lock is not half open or anything. Right. In fact, okay. the the lock is built into the gate. Hmm. Well, I don't see how he could have come down this way, Bash. I mean. There's this. It ends in a dead end here, and and the one gate here. It's not open. It's in fact, it's locked. Mm-hmm. If he just came down here a couple of seconds ago, there's no way he could have gotten that far down. Well, let me let me see. Can you move out of the way a little bit? You sure. Let me see. I'm gonna roll uh, a um, investigation. Hmm. I don't have any advantage on it, but I'm just gonna roll an investigation check just to see if I can see anything that's sure. um. Hit me. Is that a, that's a 15? You notice that there are footprints here in the mud at the they look bottom fresh. of the gate. They look fresh. And other than that, there's nothing. Do I hear anything? Like any scuffling, arguing? 
uh, yelling. Why don't you give me a separate perception okay. check for okay. that? Eight. You hear nothing. Mm. Okay. Peter's breathing in your ear. That doesn't help <laughs> any. I don't... <laughs> I mean, I don't know. This is it. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- those footprints look fresh. As, uh, he point, as he points them out, you do see them. Yeah, I look down. And, and with my increased visi- uh, increased sight, I don't notice anything more about the footprints. Mm. Can I make out if they're human or anything else? They appear to be humanoid. Human, like shooed. And further, uh, there is no standing water in the footprint. It's like somebody mm. stepped into it and pushed any water out of it. Okay. So it's, is it's there, new. There's no writing of Reebok on those... Uh, <laughs> No, there are. There's no Reebok markings <laughs> okay. on Reebok's shoes. I've been well, making that joke I mean, since we first met, met him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else we can do here. I mean, if you're sure he came this way, oh, it just seemed kind of odd, and that guy didn't seem too nice. But I hope he's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh well. Well, he can smack him with his nice new case. <laughs> <laughs> Something to hide the body in. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's a dark turn. Yes. <laughs> Wait a minute. Did any of you guys try to push the lock or push the door, the gate? Oh, no. I guess not. I, I Here, reach up that. there and push on the gate. Is it locked? It's one of those little latch handles yeah. where you pull down and you pull and there's a, there's a grating sound, but it it's not it's disengaging locked, yeah. the, the latch. Okay. Yeah. No, it's okay. locked, Bash. I, he couldn't have come this way. It must have been a, a different alleyway that you saw him come down or or I don't know what. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what. Don't believe me then. Uh, no, I believe. <laughs> I'm kidding. And I starred it move either. <laughs> <laughs> I get. I, I don't know what else can be done. I mean, uh, I'm not. Tira's not interested enough in it to try and like pick the lock and continue down the thing. I mean, unless you guys are just really, really worried about it. Um, listen, and for, I'm, one, for another thing, you don't know what's down there. Yeah. So even if you get through it. Yeah. What's, yeah. And I guess and I'm, find... I'm looking through the gate and I don't see anything that's not lit enough for me to see. It's lit enough. You can see much further than either of these mm-hmm. two humans, but, uh, but there's nothing. it's, it's, if anything, it's another blind turn. Yeah. Okay. It's a war. Yeah. Back I, here. I can't see anything down there. If he did come this way and he went through this gate somehow, um, he's gone now. And I... Listen, we we can't spend all of our time running around saving random citizens. I mean, not that I don't care about people being in danger, but we have a larger mission, I, I guess, that we're on right now. We've we found out what the jewels of Edelin are. I say we find a pub and sit down and let's read through the that inscription again that Peter found. Okay, that's cold blooded. <laughs> But let's go. You. you don't care. <laughs> Suddenly, Wumberbash has just developed this accent. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to just you know turn around and let's head back to the square. Tira leads the way back out to the street. Yeah. And as you get back out, and uh, you're going to go back to the square, back to the west. Uh, he's about, yeah, back out in the open where I can hopefully, I mean, I, I would assume the center of town is where there would be a pub or an inn of some kind. You can go west to where you know, or you can go east to... I don't remember you saying anything about a pub or an inn when we first there are, came there in. There are food smells all throughout. Uh, right. You know, so either, any way you go, you're bound to find something. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine heading back to the way we know because you know, I'm guessing my, my hope is we'll find a place to sit down, look at the map, talk what we want to do, and then head back out the gate so we can 
gold. You guys right. have any gold? Because are they gonna expect gold at this place? Only if we want to eat something. Okay. I've got I've got a few left. I've got four left. Yeah, I've got some gold left. Okay. All right, you head back out to the street, mm-hmm. and you're going to go east on the street. East. Okay, they want to explore new territory. Right. He wants to. That's fine. That's and not... as you've as you've headed east down this street, you see that the standard of living has been slipping. So chances are it's going to be less expensive further to the east. But also seedier. It's a trade-off for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, hopefully, there won't be anything too far down. Can we not go too far before we find a thing? All right. So you begin to head to the east, mm-hmm. and you make your way down the street. And you notice also, Tira especially, on this cobblestone street as you're going, you're actually descending just the tiniest bit. So now the higher class, they're Mm -hmm. living at a higher elevation Mm -hmm. slightly. So you're starting to see puddles of standing water and stuff that you really didn't see in the nicer parts of the city. As you go, uh, again, you're heading towards more populated areas where more people are out and about doing things, running to escape the rain, uh, which is now gathering in intensity. And you hear from behind you, Peter? Peter Greyhawk? Oh, no. <laughs> I stop, and then I turn around, recognizing the voice. Peter, it is you! And this large man is heading towards you. He moves hesitantly at first, but as he recognizes that it is indeed you, he breaks into a huge grin, and his face flushes with pleasure. He wears a well-worn habit, that is patched in places where the fabric is gone, threadbare. The familiar symbol of Visham's mortar and pestle bounces on his chest as he weaves towards you through the crowd. As the man approaches, you can see the patches aren't the only thing that cover his robe. His round belly serves as a sign that the man loves to eat. There are little stipplings of food and drink stains all over the front of his gray habit. He's, but he, he just seems so genuinely thrilled to see you, Peter, that uh, that seems to wash out any of the these minor observations that you have and as he approaches you he just wraps you in the biggest bear hug oh my boy it's so good to see you what are you doing here uh, <laughs> <laughs> at a loss for words i see you. Oh, well. <laughs> and he, he thumps you on the back enough to knock you a step or two forward fancy fa- fancy seeing you here physic fever few oh I can't believe you remember my name after all these years. Uh, you were quite a bit younger then, weren't you? Uh, I was. I was well, I'm uh, smiling. What I'm... brings you here? Where's the physic? I must talk to him. Oh, he's not here. What? I'm... I'm... <laughs> <laughs> what? How can he not be here? <laughs> well, are you just here on vacation, or are you? Uh, what brings you here? Uh, it's. Well, <laughs> give me a minute. I need to think. Uh, who, of... who is this? <laughs> oh, these are my these are my friends. We're on a bit of a just a bit of a road trip, you could say. Friends, friends of Peter. This yeah. is this here's Tira Ironstag. Tira of... Ironstag, and he oh. just holds out this huge beefy hand. I don't know. Would his demeanor overwhelm me, or kind of be more like what I'm used to? That's completely up to you. <laughs> <laughs> what after society things? Um, I would say I, I, he's charming enough that yeah. that you're at, at the very least amused by this encounter. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking what what I had in mind when I asked that question was just because you know, he's just a little rougher, a little more uh, in I, your face. It's kind of more as opposed to the, the dwarves like, who have a lot of personal yeah, space. Yeah, yeah. 
So you can play it however you want. Okay. Whatever you say is how the dwarves tend to be in this world. (laughs) Okay. Um, You're writing the story. We're we're telling a story together. I know, but there are rules and stuff. Not in this world. (laughs) Guess not. No, I'm not a (laughs) handshaker. I see. Yeah. No. No. Okay. So, okay, I mean, that, that, sounds, that sounds fine as far as um, that I'm a little taken aback, but not, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm used. It's okay. I might not, like, if, if he addresses me, like you said, I'm going to be kind of like, hey! <laughs> you! Physic fever few. As he as he I'm takes your hand, you're surprised by how warm and solid it feels. It takes like my entire arm. <laughs> it, it, exactly, his hand engulfs yours. <laughs> and as he leans in, just to just mm-hmm. to make the mm-hmm. shape personal, you get a scent of herbs. You know, it's just like uh, I don't know, just a comforting smell. Okay. And he he steps back and puts his hands on his hips and just Tira, good, very good to meet you. And you, sir, what is your name? Wabberbash. What's that? I can't hear you. You're loud. <laughs> <laughs> his name's Wamberbash. Wamberbash. Very nice to meet you. And he steps forward and offers his hand as well. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see what Michael is looking like. <laughs> He's got the little awkward back and forth shuffle <laughs> shake going on. <laughs> um, are you going to take his hand or are you just going to stand there? I'll, I'll take his hand, but it's kind of like awkward for okay. me. Yeah, it's you approach his hand, white guy style. You're just trying to find out yeah, where yeah, your yeah. hand fits. White guy style. <laughs> okay, so you shakes like a limp fish. <laughs> yeah. you know. The weather's not very, not very conducive to meeting outside. Uh, where are you headed? We're just trying to find a place to get some food. Food. I have just the place. <laughs> oh, in fact, you were right on the way there. Oh, Let's go to the Gagging Dragon. <laughs> the Gagging Dragon? <laughs> and so he just, he, he takes the lead. Sounds delightful. <laughs> takes the lead and marches on down the street. And, and he's got his arm around you. And so basically you're being so hurried along. I against, can't. I was going to say, I'm not even walking. Guy, my my feet are just dragging behind me. Why, the last can't... time you were here, <laughs> <laughs> you were nothing more than this tall. And he puts his yeah. hand down about where your, where your neck begins. I guess uh, I'm going to say that I'm hanging back. And I'm assuming that Bash is hanging back a little bit, too. And maybe sharing a sidelong glance. Like, <laughs> I actually look over my shoulder. What is like, happening? I'm, I'm looking over my shoulder to make eye contact with you guys like help me (laughs) I'm looking at Peter like (laughs) and boy I can tell you many stories about your mentor (laughs) why why Comfrey and I did many things together (laughs) while we were (laughs) you slipped into that guy from Phantom Menace the the guy who was keeping Anakin and his mom prisoner remember the blue guy who flew everywhere yeah uh, Watto no Watto yeah, Watto. Was Watto? Oh, yeah. Watto was the Ubies, yeah. No, yeah, not, not Ubies. Hey, he's a Tordarian. Yeah. He's a Tordarian. Yeah. So he's just a very jovial guy. <laughs> and before you know it, well, probably not before you know it, because he's a very loud speaker, uh, you, you draw up to the entrance to the Gagging Dragon. 
And from inside, you can just hear all sorts of commotion, people laughing and shouting, and uh, maybe the sound of an accordion playing somewhere in the background. I'm making this really hard for me to put sound into later. No kidding. Because <laughs> i got to find something very find specific. That sound effect. <laughs> people laughing with accordions Tear in the scooting, background. scooting, uh, you hear people moving around. And so, and uh, against the darkness of the sky, again, it's about three in the afternoon, but the sky has gotten very dark because of the rain clouds. Uh, the light is washing out as a nice yellow on the ground. It looks very comforting and warm. This is the best place I know for the prices you can get. Come on in! <laughs> for the prices you can get. Oh, boy. I'm thinking and this is not very conducive. As he walks in, you can hear uh, Peter as you walk in right behind him. As soon as he walks in, you just hear, Fever for you! And the whole... No! <laughs> Everyone in the in the tavern all just shouts his name all at once, and he just responds with a huge belly laugh oh, wow. that resounds through the room. And then it's back to the music picking up again. And, wow! Uh, as as you, I assume you're right in behind him. Yeah, this is not at all like what I had in mind for a quiet place to sit down and look at our map and find out what we're gonna do next. I'm I'm thinking we've got to get out of here, but there's not doesn't really seem much of a way to do that. He bellies up to the bar in the most literal sense, <laughs> <laughs> and he, he leans over and in a in a fever few whisper he says, "I've got some friends with me tonight." Oh, that sounds ominous. <laughs> I brought some friends with me. Do you have anything hot for them? I've got some coin. Oh, oh sweet. dude, he's gonna buy our meals. He's sweet. all right. <laughs> I like him. Hey, fever fever. Fever. <laughs> my, bro, my money. And, and the the owner at the bar says, "Money's no good here, priest. You've done us too much good. Come on, bring on the food!" And he yells to the back, and out come these dishes. And uh, there's some people have made a place at a table. You're going to have people there at the table with you, but they've made room for the five of you. Oh no, four of you. I'm counting myself because I'm there too. <laughs> In spirit. <laughs> All right, and so they budge up and make room for you at the table. It's, it's bench seating at these tables, at these trestle tables, so there's really no chairs to move around. It's just people shifting. And the, the food gets laid out before you. It's cheap fare, but it's, it's pub food. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's heavy stuff that's going to feel really good. Filling. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, might as well I tuck in. And as soon as the food is done... Feverfew starts munching. Mmm, you really have to try this. It's very good. Mm. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> I think that's my favorite. Yes. Yes, oh, th this one in particular, and he shoves a uh, plate full of, uh, let's say, uh, roast meats of some I was kind. I say brown stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he slides it towards you, and the, the aroma coming off of it is just delicious. Yeah, I take my hands and I stick it in there and start eating. That's a murder from my own heart. Uh, Peter, Tira, come on. Eat, 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 eat. Okay. <laughs> I reach forward. And I, I don't know. I look around realizing that there's no silverware on the table, so I'm actually pulling out my mess kit. <laughs> mm. Is there like yes, well, um, bread or something that I can use? Yes, absolutely. In fact, uh, some of this stuff has come out in trenchers, so that it's like a bread bowl. Okay. That you just rip off pieces and All right. dunk it in. Uh, I'm sorry, I, uh, you said a road trip? Where are you going? Oh, uh, well, we, did, we just... <laughs> we, we, <laughs> uh, we, we just... We, we don't really know. We just kind of came here, trying to figure out a nice place to go to. Hmm. Oh. 
a look of confusion passes over his face. You're what? not making a whole lot of sense. He says nothing. All right. Peter, you remember we came to go to the library and to find out the something. Library. <laughs> I love the library. Why didn't you say so? Why did you go back to the special collections? Oh, yes, heart. we did. Oh, you did. Did you see the book? What book? <laughs> the Book of Lost Spheres. I can't tell you how excited I am about the Book of Lost Spheres. I went to the bathroom. The bathroom! I can't believe it! I like this guy. <laughs> I've been, I've been waiting to share this guy with you. For a I, I'm telling you, I'm having a lot of fun with this guy. This is the first time I've ever really gotten into an NPC. Usually it's been like the proprietor of the suitcase shop yeah. where he's just background. But man, this is a lot of fun. <laughs> you almost get to play, honey. I am playing. I know it. I get to play. You get to play. He just loves everything. I tell you what. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll. I'm gonna jump in here and try and explain. My forehead's a little, more. A little warm right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No. Okay. We came to find more. Uh, wait. No. What I was there anything when this? I'm trying to remember back to when the stag gave us yeah. the 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 quest to go on. He didn't really indicate that it was like a secret mission, right? Like, don't tell anybody what you're doing. I don't remember. There was no indication of that, I don't think so. No. Okay. I, I just realized I've been kind of treating it like it's almost like a secret mission. I'm still doing that. Are you? <laughs> Are you, though? Hey, like, I've had a couple of times where you've met Rebeck and said, oh, yeah, we're going to Flynnmore to the library. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're going to do stuff. Yeah, I remember that. When I'm, we, I'm when local, we first too. Rebeck, like, sorry, Rebeck, we got, we got to go to the library. we got business to take care of. I remember that from a couple episodes ago. That was funny. Yeah. Really, just Classic me. moment. Classic just me year. and Flynnmore to the library. Maybe I'm going to sort of... Uh, Try and fill in the blanks a little bit here, because Peter didn't really say anything. We just thought we'd come. We just came to Flenmore on a whim. No. Maybe if we got a room, that would like get us away what? from all this. You want to get a room in this inn? I'm just saying it would be a way. It'd be a way to get away. No, no, no! I wouldn't hear of it. You shouldn't stay here. It's a great place. It's a great place. <laughs> but um, you know, I've got plenty of room in my home. You can stay with me for the night. Uh, what do you say? I suppose that's better than a rowdy pub, right? We're spending any money on it. That's true. No, you certainly wouldn't be spending any money to stay with me. That would be ridiculous, <laughs> Peter. Talk to them. Talk some sense into them. No, 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 no. We didn't think we were going to... Okay, yeah. Sounds good. You must stay the night with <laughs> All me. All right, we'll do it. <laughs> Tears is getting very, good, very good, good. Yeah, I'm starting to be a little... Uh... It is a bit much for you. <laughs> yeah. And now we get to stay the night. We can, we can pass through this part to say that you eat your food. We eat our food. Yeah. And after it's over, you head back to Comfrey's house. And not, not Comfrey, not Comfrey. No, Feverfuse house. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. I was just testing you, as somebody <laughs> at the table likes to say. Good job. You passed. Uh, so Feverfuse leads you back out into the now comfortable coolness and the rain. Obviously, that's not terribly comfortable, but it feels better outside than it does in. Does it bother me? That's up to you. 
Well, I mean, okay, sorry. You're more used to underground living. Yeah. Not that's rain. True. Never mind. You make your way further to the east, so you're going more into the poorer areas, and of course, the whole time, Feverfew is just arm around Peter, just at the top of his voice, and you can see people leaning their heads out, and they look like they want to say something, but when they see it's the jovial priest, they pull back in with a smile on their faces. And at last, they, you, you come to the, a very nondescript area of a side street, and out in front of his house which is jammed in between two old buildings. Everything here is just old, and you can see the mortar crumbling, and it's not a pleasant place to be, but he has done his best. Out front, there are two planters that have feverfew flowers growing out of it, these happy little white flowers with, white, uh, with yellow centers, and it's the only spot of color you've seen around in this gray area of town. Uh, but as he gets to the door, he opens it, and it wasn't locked at all. And he says, please come into my home. Okay. Okay. Please, 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 hurry. Yes, yes, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. going in. <laughs> <laughs> you make your way in, and you come inside, and you're amazed, actually. From, from his outward appearance, you would have thought that his house would be a shambles. But as you come in, it's dry, it's snug, it's clean. And, in fact, uh, there, there is a door to the right in the hallway when you first come in that is sturdy, and it, this one he does keep locked, but through the glass of the window you can see into a room beyond there are shelves that have neat labels on little cubby holes, and then there are bundles of herbs and things in each of the cubby holes. Off to the left, however, is his, is his sitting room, and there is a fire going, and again, it just gives you that feeling of, ah. Oh. And as you walk into that room, uh, and sit down. He says, I'll be back in just a moment. I've got something to make, and then I'll be right there. Oh, no, please, not more food. Yeah. No, no, it's tea, you hear from the back, as he's heading toward <laughs> the back. It's tea! <laughs> yes. <laughs> the spider is tea! Um, okay, so, so you he's are left, going off Yeah, you're left kitchen. to discuss right. things for a bit while you're waiting. I take it you know this man, Peter? Yeah, a little bit. Obviously, he knows you. Where do you know him from? Uh, well, you know, back when Comfrey and I went up to Vondheide to help with the blisterfoot outbreak, we we also we we came up through Flanmore, met up with Feverfew, and then and then all of us went up to to Vondheide together, along with several others. Hmm. How long ago was that? Five years ago. Oh, so you must have been very young then. Were you even eighteen? Like, Oh. 18? He's, he's, you're 24, 23 right now, I think. I'm oh. 24. Okay, so he was 19. Were you even a cleric then, or were you just apprenticing? I was still an apprentice. Ah. Well, hey, he's this, something. Th this part of the sword right here is called the pommel. It, it's pommel. What? Pommel? It's pommel. Pommel, yeah, this part of the sword's called he's pommel. He's been reading his sword book. Oh. That's what you're doing while they're talking back and forth? Okay. And yeah, you, I know. Yeah, where have you placed yourself in the room? It, the room, I'd say, is about the size of this one, maybe a little smaller. So we're, we're looking at, let's say, 10 feet by 10 feet. Mm -hmm. Since it's probably dark, there's no windows. I'm over by the, um, by the, the fire, fire, basically. Because it's are, are you sitting with your there. back? To, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And I'm, I got my book out and I'm, I'm reading it. Are you in a chair or are you just kind of curled on the, on the floor? Yeah. Okay, so are you lying on your stomach, leafing through? With no, your sort of like, sort of like uh, legs crossed, <laughs> like just looking down at the book right okay. in front of the fire. 
All right, so you're facing the fire, back to the room, and Tira and Peter are carrying on a quiet conversation behind you, and then you hear him say, oh, this part of the sword is called the pomel. <laughs> you, can, you can hit people with it. Like if, you don't, like if you miss them or whatever, you can hit people with this part of the sword. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. I'm a little exhausted. I'm just feeling a little bit socially exhausted. I'm not even sure. I'm a little bit dazed. You hear clanking of pots yeah. and things from the back room. And a loud, very off-tune humming. That's a fever for you. For you. <laughs> but I mean, is he all right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's a, he's a devout follower. Um, yeah, he's, he's a good guy. Just a bit overbearing well, sometimes. It was certainly kind of him to get us our meal at the gagging dragon. And certainly very kind of him to ask us to stay. I'm not sure we're going to get a lot done as far as looking over our map, though, while we're here. He, t- he takes up every moment with talking. Well, you know, let's, let's take this time right now while he's still making tea. You want to get the map out right now. If, you if hear we the clanking this, coming down the hallway. Say, if we get the map out now and he returns, it's all over. Just kidding. He comes around yeah. the, uh, through the archway into the room, sets down the tray with a clang. The, uh, the teapot lid shifts a little bit as he mm-hmm. sets it down, but you smell the rich aroma of, a, of, a, of an earthy tea, and it's just what uh, Womberbash was apparently hoping for. <laughs> so he sits down, and actually, as he picks up the teacup, it's almost like a, a serenity passes over him, and he settles back into an obvious chair that he prefers. And with a sigh, he just puts his feet up so that they're facing toward the fire, in Wonderbash's face. <laughs> this is what it's all about. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I normally don't talk much when I'm here at home alone, and I apologize if I've been a bit um, overbearing, but it sure is good to see you again, Peter, and I'm afraid I'm not one for staying up late, so as soon as I finish this, I'm going to go on to bed. Uh, let me just tell you before I go, upstairs, there are, there's a, a room that should be comfortable enough for the three of you. Uh, I'm going to go to bed after this, but just feel free to make yourselves at home. Hey, Peter, do you, do you, do you trust this guy? Yes. Maybe you should ask him about, like, the, the cities or the jewels, and maybe he might know some stuff. That's a good idea. Hmm. He might know more than you do about it. Impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um... Wait, are you, I, are I, you pulling this from memory, or are you pulling out the map? I'm pulling this from memory. Okay. Um, wow. Well, I'm not going to read the thing, but... Um, I look over at him, and I say, while we were at the library, we came across this text called the, uh... The Jewels of Edelin. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, um... Have you ever heard of them? No, should I have? No, no, um... But we read about these four different places. Um... Jarhamanad from... Jarhamanad. And his face takes on an almost dreamy look. If I could go any one place in the world, it would be there. Out to the west, in a country called Rahasmanath. Oh, the wonders I've heard about there. Teeming jungles and exotic wildlife. 
Riches beyond mortal comprehension, all sorts of tales are told. Now, I don't know the verity of it all, but it's enough to fire a young man's imagination, and it's been working on me for years. Rahajmanath. Um, mm. He so takes another sip of his tea. So there was Jahamanad. There was also a city called Jama. Jama? Jama, yes, in Setharban. It's known for being a place that moves from time to time. Obviously, <laughs> in the desert, there's not enough to sustain life very long in one place, and so the capital is known to, to uh, be made of tents and so forth, and so they pick up from time to time and move around the desert. Hmm. Again, a place I would dearly love to visit. Uh, I've heard many wonderful stories of the people, fierce warriors and uh, beautiful women and all these things. It's, it's a place that, uh, that fires the imagination. <laughs> <laughs> But aside from that, I've never been, no. Huh. There was also a place called Tuo Nue. Tuo Nue. That's a new one to me. Uh, it sounds like it might be in uh, Daohuin. Sounds French. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just guessing at that. Hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. Hey, Peter, show him that map, or show him that, that, that map with the stars on it. Does he know what those are? Yes, I can hang on. And then, and then there was Ebendele. Ebendele. Ebendele, sorry. Yes, a, a, a city of ancient learning, if I remember correctly. That's down in Muwaka. Oh, yeah. A place yeah. of great history, proud people. Hmm. These are all fantastic places, ancient places, but I've never had the opportunity to go. I've really been confined here since I took the, the title of physic. Oh, to be your age again, I could go off and see all these places and, and have memories that would last a lifetime. Hmm. But I sure do love my work here. These people need me. Yeah, thank you for letting us know where they were, because we planned to, to go to each of them. Well, I'm especially interested because each of these is known to have an ancient library that is a font of information and, and the, the wonders of knowledge that are stored in these places must be immense. They have a lot of books? Books? Uh, <laughs> it would put the library here to shame, I assure you. Peter, show him the map now. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> In a minute. <laughs> his hair turns red. <laughs> and Tira goes into a rage. No, I was going to say Womberbash goes into a rage. <laughs> All right, so I, I do pull out the map, and I, um, I guess I just show him. Would these stars mark the locations of each of these cities? Uh, Jahamanad, yes, uh, no, Tuo Nui, yes, it's in Daohuin, it looks like. Um, and yes, here's the star. What's this little dot on the map here? And uh, Ebendele, yes, oh. over to the east. <laughs> yes, uh, these all look like the locations, although you're going to have problems finding Sethar Ben uh, Jama. The dot on the map, since you asked, is... Peter had thought he saw that star move, and I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> the star moved... Well, that's what he said, and so we marked it where it had last been, and that's why the mark is slightly off of that star, because the star had been where the, the mark was. The star moved. Yes, sir. Just like Jama. Hmm. That would make sense if you're, it, as you said, that city 
tends to be moved around. It's it's not a permanent. Well, if what you're saying is true, this this doesn't make any sense. Why would something printed move? Ooh, have we oh, got a yeah. story for you? He doesn't have oh. me like, well, the map is clearly magic, but he doesn't. Know. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> the map is clearly mad. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've seen a lot of strange things that we can't explain since we started out together. It makes sense, though. Like, if you think about it, if the star is moving and if Jama moves, then maybe this is the map that we can, like, find where Jama is because it's moving. It would be hard to find on any other map. True, true. Oh, well, I thank you for the entertainment. It has been lovely to catch up with you, Peter. And Tira and Wumberbash, his mouth forms your name awkwardly since it's such an unusual one. Do you have a whetstone? Uh, yes, back in my kitchen. Like I said, you can make yourselves at home. It's, it's easy enough to find. I have much to do tomorrow, so I'm going to go on to bed. Again, upstairs at the top of the stairs, you'll find a room. Just make yourselves comfortable. And with that, he gets up. He leave the dishes. I'll take care of them in the morning. Will and do. And he steps out of the room. And you hear him Thank shuffling you. down the hall and yeah. disappear into his room somewhere on this level. I jump up real quickly. I run into the kitchen and I'm scurrying around looking for the whetstone. I find it mm-hmm. and then I run back over to the uh, to the uh, fire. I sit down and I pull out my sword and I start looking at the book and I'm trying to. Trying to sharpen the ends of my knife around my, my sword with the okay, whetstone. Short sword only or the dagger? Short sword. Okay. Yeah, short, short sword. All right. And is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I was going to look to Peter quickly and just say, well, he clearly knows about the cities, though he doesn't seem to know their significance. True. So I just wanted to do a quick review of everything we know. The stag told us that there is some sort of evil brewing and he told us to go to go here and find out about the jewels of Edelin. So that would lead me at least to think that we're probably supposed to go to each of these four locations. That would make sense if the point of going to the library to research the jewels of Edelin was to find out what they are. They're locations, not actual jewels. So um, where are, where are we on this map? We yeah. are somewhere. Here and I point kind of near the middle. So which one is closest? Yeah. Uh, looks like the moving star, Jama, is closest. We're closest to the moving one. Yes. Okay. Well, I say we go to that place first. I, I agree. I think we get a good night's rest and uh, get ourselves ready for action and then head out first light in the morning. What time is it? It is currently, I check my wrist-mounted sundial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I check my iPhone. It's about f- well, by now, it's going to be about 6 o'clock. You, you were in the Gagging Dragon mm-hmm. for a while, and then coming here in conversation and so forth. I'm going to say enough time has passed that it's getting close to 6. And Man, after a, early. After a wearying day, he's, he gets up very early, though. After a wearying day of all sorts of things happening, yeah, it's been a long a day. Yeah, we a giant battle all of a sudden, and yeah. You've had, yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah. But I mean, I, I'm I'm excited that I have this book and I'm learning yeah. all about my short sword. So I'm gonna probably stay up for at least another hour, hour and a half, to, mm-hmm. just to like read to get myself familiar with this. This part's called the guard. Maybe I go over to Bash and I'm going looking through the book with him because I did say I was gonna help him learn how to use his sword. 
So we're going to look at the book for a little bit, I guess. All right. So let's let's pass the time. You you go through the book and mm-hmm. get the information from it enough to fill your head comfortably for mm-hmm. now. And it's about eight o'clock now. And um, during that time, I've been also just looking over the the poem, mm-hmm. just okay. reading through it, getting familiar with it. Excellent. And now you, the first of you begins to yeah, yawn. And I'm getting really tired. It's it's crazy how how busy our day has been. It's just like we. It woke, started with you out in the moors. Yeah, we. Yeah, woke, that's say, how when did been. this day begin? This day began with you meeting Rebeck. Yeah. And then making your way to the city, getting through the gate, finding directions. The fight. The fight in the alley, Esimeries, mm-hmm. the library, getting caught by Rebeck again, going to buy him a suitcase. Talking to Roland, if we mixed Yeah, talking that. to Roland. Radiance. Radiance. Radiance, yeah. So a lot has happened in this 24-hour period. Man, a lot. Yeah. Not so even. You're Not feeling, even, yeah. You're feeling every bit of it. Yeah. I'm ready to head on up. I'm going to just gather whatever I had gotten out while Bash and I were looking at the book. Can, and I, can I just sleep there by the fire? Sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to head upstairs. Great. Yeah, I'm also going to head upstairs. So at the top of the stairs, you do find a comfortable room. It's paneled with wood, which is a luxury in this area because wood it does not grow around here. But it looks to be very old. So however this city was built, this was apparently brought back up to livable conditions by Feverfew. And there is a straw bed, huge. It's immense. It covers almost wall to wall. Hmm. Plenty of room for you to lie down in. And um, there's uh, flannel blankets on the bed also. Uh, that Is are there just, a fire in this room too? There's a brazier that has logs in it. So it's capable of having a fire. It would just okay. take you starting one. And uh, the blankets in particular look really comfortable right now because of the rain outside. You can hear the rain yeah. through the through the window. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of a fire. I didn't know if the if the blankets or the surfaces would feel damp. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, Terry, you go ahead and take the bed. I have a bedroll. Okay. I mean, I have a bedroll too, but do I? Yeah, I do. No, you will take the bed. All right. I take the bed. <laughs> I'm going to start the lengthy process of doffing my armor. Okay. I am wearing clothes underneath it, so. <laughs> All right, yeah, you get down to your, the clothes that serve as a lining underneath it. And that is where we are going to end it. Let's talk experience points. Obviously not a whole lot happened here in this game action-wise, but again, that's mm-hmm. the beauty of the three-pillar technique of experience points. It's all about interaction, exploration, and combat. And so we're going to start with your interactions you spoke with Physic Feverfew, mm-hmm. or he spoke at you. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's going to be a significant part of this. Uh, we'll go with three experience points for meeting Feverfew. You'll get another two exploration points for your wandering through the city of Flynnmore. Same. Do we get experience points for interacting with Rebeck and the whole suitcase fiasco? No, but I, I think, uh, was it Tira's idea to buy a new one? Yeah. Was it yeah, Womber yeah, Bash? Well, it was actually Womber Bash who suggested He said it. we should do it, yeah. Why don't I you take one, one said, for yeah. that for playing a good alignment? I think that fits in. The neutral part of you, eh, 
we, we did something wrong. We need to make it right. right. And now, any other recommendations for character playing, for ideas, for that kind of stuff? Norse battle. Me for interacting with Favor Few the most. Well, it made sense for you to interact with him the most. He knew you. Fine. <laughs> and you got points for interacting with him. That's what the, yeah. that's what the points were. Um, like I said, you, Womberbash, suggesting let's buy him a replacement. And that I think that turned the situation in a way that otherwise would mm-hmm. not have. Mm-hmm. No, I can't think of anything. That uh, is fun. I, I, I hate to be a, like, me, me. Me, but um, no, you don't. What about me for suggesting to run run these uh, jewels of Edelin by Homeboy, and also mm-hmm. like asking him to show him the map? Tell you what, why don't you each take two okay. for learning a bit more about the jewels? Now you know the countries in which they reside, right? And and we've we've really kind of found out the map itself, really kind of what's going on, and we put yeah, we figured out why Jama is, is moving, moving yeah. because that city moves, and so we, we we figured all that out. Yeah. So I think that, too, now okay. reflects your growing experience with the world around you. Okay. That's excellent. And so the recap, Tira, you have? Nine points. Ten points. Nine points. Excellent. Way to go, everybody. I want to, before we close out for good for this extended episode here, uh, I want to remind you, if you have left us a review on one of your podcast services and we haven't mentioned you by name yet, that's because we haven't found it. And some of these places like to hide their their comments away. So if we're not getting to you, it's not because we don't care about you. We love reviews. Mm-hmm. We love to know what you think about the show. And so uh, if you have put something somewhere and we haven't mentioned it, it's because we just don't know where it is. So if you tell us what service you left it in, we'd love to be able to go and find it and mention it in an episode. And speaking of reviews, we have a five-star review that I want to share. I've been sitting on this one because I'm really excited about it. I wanted it to be a surprise for you. It's from C. Quinn 2000, and he writes, I've been listening to Stack of Dice since the beginning, and it just keeps getting better. It's nice to hear a DM and players develop the world and characters in thoughtful ways, not just mow their way through battles. The family-friendly atmosphere is wonderful. My kids have been listening, too, which is exactly what we wanted. It only took two episodes before they asked when we could play a game of our own. Keep up the work. Keep up the great work, guys. And he spells it G-U-Y-Z-E because he wanted to get get the dwarven spelling in there. Thanks so much, Sequin2000. I wrote to thank him for the review and asked if we could call out his kids by name. He said, yes, absolutely. So we want to thank you, Xander, Braden, and Kira for listening. Your excitement means a lot to us. Yeah. And we really hope your dad gets your game going soon, if he <laughs> hasn't already. Come on, Quinn. <laughs> there are so many adventures to be shared in D&D, and we hope you have a blast. Tell you what, if you have a favorite moment from the show so far, we would love to see your masterful artwork, kids, uh, showing what your favorite part of the show has been so far. And if you're all right with it, we'll even post it on our Instagram site and on Twitter, just to share people uh, the fact that our story is reaching Kids, we love that, and we're so glad you want to be a part of this. That's all I have for this episode, and so we, we're just having a great time, and it's good to be back to this, having yes. a good time. Stay tuned. We're going to record our special episode next, the Level Up episode that's going to be a part of the story. So stay tuned. That'll be out later this week, and we're going to sign out now. But we want to thank you for sharing our story with us, and we'll see you next time here at Stack of Dice. 
amazing how big these files really? are. Yeah. I've, I've been deleting them. I, I was holding out hope that we might be able to go back and remaster them someday. Mm -hmm. Nope. Not, why, not why, on space why, don't, why don't we get like an extra an external drive or That's something? part of our Christmas plans. We plan oh, okay. to get a big, like an eight terabyte drive. But it's too late now, isn't it? You'd, too well, late you'd... for those early episodes, yeah. Hmm. We can remaster them in HD audio. So we can hear every single... Yeah, I know. I'm like, why would we want to do that? Thane's nose whistling again. <laughs> yeah, so make sure, again, if you're not talking, just pull back so that you're, we're not capturing all your breathing. I have like neck problems. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I understand. Oh, you're a D and D player too. <laughs> <laughs> I have D and D neck. <laughs> Podcast neck. D yeah. <laughs> Podcast. Podcast <laughs> What do you have? I'm, I have cast neck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, that's, that's oh, the worst. Poor thing. Yeah. 